It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to episode 70 of SwiftCast. Hey guys. We're getting up there into the senior citizen numbers now. <laughs> oh, just because you have two old guys on the show? <laughs> Is that the problem here? I meant because we're in the 60s and I was like, how do we have 60 episodes? And now we're at 70. As you guys just heard, we have some people with us. Our friends Tim and Carson from Y101 in Jackson, Mississippi. And I heard that was good. Yeah, more importantly. The best movie podcast that there is. I heard that was good. I heard that was good. I'm going to say it as many times as I can. (laughs) Yeah, get it in every sentence. That's all we're going to say this whole episode. We're not even going to talk anymore. It's just going to be, you're going to be like, so what did you think of Taylor? And we're like, I heard that was good. That was good. No, thank you guys for having us on again. We we always have a blast when we're on with you or when we get to talk to you, even on our podcast. And and we're excited about all the the flurry of activity that, that is now going on in the, uh, Taylorverse? What do you guys call it? Taylor Nation. Taylor Nation. Yeah, yeah there we go. I, I I think she's as big as the whole universe. So I I was trying to the the Swift really Galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it should be Taylor Galaxy. Yeah, something like that. It, it needs to be wittier though. I but I I don't know. It's late. So it's <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming back on. We always love having you. Thanks again for having us. We had to talk to you because, as you said, there's just been so much going on with Taylor and. Being in the radio industry, I'm sure you've heard all sorts of things and experienced a lot about 1989 and Shake It Off and have a lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely. I I love the song. I I do. And the video is great. She did a good job about that. And I love how she had the video ready by the time she released the song. Because a lot of the time artists release the song and then they put out the lyric video and then you get the actual video. And yeah, it's just she had it all ready and that was awesome. Yeah, and we talked about this before, but she basically had this super top secret project going on all summer that so many people had to keep quiet about just so that that could happen as a surprise. Now, we were talking before we started recording. You guys were talking about, oh, the the album's probably going to leak at some point. It's going to leak at some point. As Taylor Swift fans, do you listen to that? No. (laughs) Ooh. No, and the, the, I was asking that, like, seriously, because that would, yeah, I, you want her to make money off her albums, but if you actually listen to it without paying for it, then you're not helping her, right? Yeah, Red leaked last time. I think it was Saturday when it was released on a Monday, and I did not listen to it. It was difficult, but I just mm. felt like it was the wrong thing to do. Is it like a movie? Like, you, you like saw spoiler alerts all over Twitter, and you're like, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't yeah, tell me. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> it was exactly like that. I remember what Twitter was like. See, I feel like it's no different than going into a... And I don't trust leaks either, because most of, sometimes they're, they're demos, there's an instrument that hasn't been mixed in properly or something. It's something, something somebody got a hold of uh, before it was meant to go out to the public. But I don't think there's any problem with listening to it, as long as you... You know, promise, you know, as long as you say, well, I'm going to buy this. I just I just love to hear this version of it. I can't say anything. I'm not exactly like some movies I haven't paid for. So, (laughs) right. Well, (laughs) for me personally, the problem is I have absolutely no willpower (laughs) (laughs) for anything. But if I do listen to something and it hasn't been properly released for Taylor, I tell myself it's okay because I'm going to buy not one copy of the album, but probably close to eight or nine different copies with all of the different versions that she puts out. Oh, I was going to say eight or nine of the same. What do you do with all of them? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's always a regular version and a deluxe edition, and then she puts out different types through different retailers. They're Sometimes will be a Walmart exclusive one. They sell it at Starbucks in a different package, and yeah, some that comes with a shirt or something. You have to have all of them, right? Exactly. Yeah, vinyl. vinyl. You guys into the vinyl? Yeah. Do you get Taylor Swift records? Yeah, yeah. 
but that's cool. <laughs> Some people like that sound better. It's it's mixed differently. You know, they can do stuff on on that media that they can't do uh, on CD. Although this this album, 1989, I think is made for the digital age. It should come on a tape. It, she should release cassettes. I'm sure they're out there. Because somewhere. on 89 in 89, tapes yeah. were big. I bet she's she's got to work cassettes in there somehow. I was surprised in the Shake It Off video to see a boombox with a cassette. It was like the classic 1980s boombox with a cassette player in it. I was like, man, she, they they found one somewhere. You know, like, I, was, I was even surprised at that. It was yeah, very authentic. Yeah, I'd never be able to listen to it, but I would buy a Taylor Swift tape just to say that I had a Taylor Swift tape. Yeah, she oh, should yeah. make a giveaway or something. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I was just thinking the other day how I really wish there would be tapes. Yeah, I'm sure you guys would get them. Well, the other problem is I have her vinyls for Speak Now in Red, which are the only ones that have been released on vinyl. But I haven't even listened to them because I wanted to keep them intact in the packaging. So I actually have to buy two more copies if I ever want to actually listen to them. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Murphy, don't you you have a couple records you have like that. No, no, you've opened all yours, right? Uh I'm yeah, I don't think I have anything that's still in the wrapper. Now you have one in a frame though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. frame them every now and then. Yeah. What do you have in a frame? Uh I have a couple records in in frames. The one Carson was talking about is uh Dan Aykroyd came to town and I got him to sign my copy of the Blues Brothers soundtrack that I have on vinyl. So I have that behind glass now. That's cool. Yeah. I have a Hinder record signed, but nobody really knows who Hinder is now. <laughs> I remember them. Uh, yeah, I remember them. That's the key word. I remember them. I remember them, them yeah. like they've passed. Yeah, <laughs> like Dan. you mentioned Dan Aykroyd. They're like, oh, I love Dan yeah. Aykroyd. Yeah. You, yeah. you never Aykroyd say, still... I remember Dan oh, Aykroyd. Oh, I remember Dan <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Hinder sing Lips of an Angel? They did. That'd be it. And Taylor actually used that in a vlog many years ago. But... Oh. I may be dumb. What's a vlog? Like a video blog. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See, I always say vlog, but I guess that's not correct. Oh, no. Actually, I guess that is correct, probably. I'm sure people say both. Yeah, but it's confusing because you don't know. It's t- it sounds too much like blog. I watched his vlog. Vlog. <laughs> Whatever you call it. If Taylor puts it out, we watch it. <laughs> it just yeah. sounds like something I need to go to the doctor for. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I had a vlog. I got to go. It does, yeah. <laughs> that and that sounds like something you need to go to the doctor for, and so does vlog. It sounds like vlog. Yeah. <laughs> vlog. <laughs> sounds like my cat. Vlog. <laughs> ah, we have fun. Sorry, you may have to edit all this part out. Yeah. Hey, edit the part where they talked about throwing up and and logs and stuff. Take that out. So, Shake It Off came out on August 18th, so it's been a few weeks now. What was it like the first moment for you guys when you heard it, or where did you first hear it, or how was it given to you at the station, I guess? Um, I mean, it came to me via email, and, and I was able to download it and listen to it. Now, I'll admit, I did not get the chance to listen to it right when the email came because we were busy, but I did hear it at my desk. And I can tell you guys, from a radio standpoint, it is one of the fastest-moving singles on the Billboard charts, and that's what we look at. I mean, it was like up 5,000 and something spins in a matter of days. Yeah, it's rare that an artist like this, even one as established as Taylor, at least in my, I think, I mean, I I don't have as much programming experience as Carson, but it's rare that a, uh, sometimes, like, here's how it works in radio. An artist will come out with a song, we'll test it out, play it a little bit, and then if it does well, a little bit more, and then if it does well, it becomes one of those songs that people complain about, like, oh, they play it every five seconds. (laughs) But guess what? That's how many times people actually want to hear those songs. It's rare that, that a song jumps as fast into that last category as Shake It Off has. Well, and especially an artist as established as Taylor, like he's saying. Like, we used this in our podcast, which comes out tomorrow. Prime example, Garth Brooks just put out his first song in, like, years, and mm-hmm. half of the radio stations have dropped it already in the country world. Yeah, really? it's not performing that well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and look how big Garth Brooks was of a country, you know, in the country genre for years. That's surprising to me, because I know his tours are selling out really well. Oh, yeah, and, and that's because, I mean, look what he does at his tours. He plays all of his hits, all of his classics, yeah. and, and he puts on. he's always put on the most amazing shows. I was going to say, so did Cher's tours, but <laughs> yeah. uh, she can't put out a hit nowadays. That's probably true. So, But, you know, it, we, we have artists that come out with songs now that were, were gigantic, and it's like, well, their next song isn't, isn't doing that great, but everyone wanted to hear Shake It Off as many times as they could the second it came out, and so we're playing it more and more because and I have of that. friends, don't, don't worry, but I have friends that 
don't like Taylor Swift <laughs> that actually like that song. It's interminably catchy. I mean, I find myself singing it constantly. It's it's that earworm now that's in, in my head. I you know I usually wake up every day with whatever the most popular song on our station is right now, and and that's the one that I'm constantly find myself just humming for no reason. I mean, Murphy spilled a drink on him the other day. I was like, shake it off, <laughs> shake it off. You can apply it to pretty much anything. That yeah, didn't, that didn't happen by the way. <laughs> The first thing I thought when I heard it and, you know, heard her explain it in the in the Yahoo uh, live event was that I'm a freaking genius and I can't wait to come back on SwiftCast and bask in that glow. <laughs> because if you remember the, the last thing I said, you know, my prediction about what was going to happen after Red, and let me reiterate it for you. I said the next album's going to go even more pop because she experimented with like some dr- dubstep. I call it dubstep after a TV show I just watched. <laughs> Uh, dubstep beats and, and interesting production and Max Martin even worked a little, you know, tweaked a little bit on that. And I was like, the next album is going to be even more. She's going to push it even more that way. And that's what happened. She's, she's completely pop now. And so my next prediction is that I, that I also said last time, which is going to look even more genius years from now when it comes (laughs) out, it's going to be stripped back completely. The next one's going to be like, maybe just her and a guitar. It's going to be so stripped down and unplugged and all that and analog that, um, you know, like something Rick Rubin might produce. I was uh, going to say it's going to be more like an Ed Sheeran, like his last CD, not the current one. Right. Oh it was just that, him that and a guitar. That would be our dream come true. That really, would be. I, I, so I, I think that's going to happen. So that, that was the first thing that I thought. So I have to ask, as Taylor Swift fans, are you guys a fan of her going more towards the pop side of things? Because she was a country artist. We've talked about this so much, and there's so many different aspects to it. I guess my whole thing is I am totally understand why she did, and if I were her, I probably would have done the same thing. But for me personally, it makes me a little bit sad because I love country radio, and not hearing her on it and not seeing her at the country award shows is just going to be really sad for me. I mean, I can tell you we have a country program director in our building here, and he hates Taylor Swift. Oh, because but but he the reason it is because she started as a country artist and he was really hoping that she would be like the next like Garth Brooks type figure or Shania Twain would be a better example of that. But like she went totally pop and I guess Shania Twain went pop, too. But Mm. still like and and now like he was so excited. He's like Taylor Swift's putting out a new CD. Did you hear? And I was like, no, I didn't hear. And he was like, I can't play any of it. Did he start to dislike Taylor when she released Red or Red, Red, and then this one even leaned more that way. Yeah, because there wasn't as many songs he could play off of Red, even though there was still a few. Like Red, for instance, I think I, I think they did play, right? Or did I hear that on the... Yeah, that was on country radio. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard it on at least one country station around here. She's saying Red, 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 Red. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, someone should mash those up. That's they incredible. Should, yeah. Loving you is Red, Red, Red. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, this song, you know, country can't be upset. It's it's her. And what's weird is that any other artist, we wouldn't be talking about this because she's always towed that line, but she's such a brand now. And that's one thing that the Rolling Stone article mentioned that you guys sent to us is that they had to make a concerted effort to say, all right, this is a pop album. Whereas bands I listen to, you know, if they come out with an album that they're like, oh, we used horns this time. No one's going to be like, oh my gosh, they're a, they're a band with horns now. <laughs> No, right. you know, if she just came out with this album without saying anything, people wouldn't be like, well, I, I don't hear anything country, but it's still Taylor Swift, you know, but they really had to make a concerted effort to say, this is totally pop now. We're only focusing on on that. I understand the decision. I'm like Ashley. I have a lot of the same feelings as her, kind of sad about it, but I completely understand. And if I were her, I would be doing the same thing because country radio has just changed so much. Country is pop now. Yeah. And when you say people like... Garth Brooks aren't having success. If Taylor came out as a new artist today, I don't think she would have any success either. Well, it depends. If she put out stuff like her Red CD, then she would be just fine in the country world. Because the country world, they use this quote, bro country. It, oh, that's, I was just about to bring that up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pop. Seriously, country now is either pop or rock. It's not country. Right. But if she tried to put something like Tim McGraw or our song on radio today for country, I don't think it would fly. No, you're right, because no. it doesn't fit in with that you know, that bro country narrative where it's all about, hey, let's go down to the lake, jump up in my truck, you got them painted on jeans. You know, there was that video that came out at the end of the year that I loved. It was like every country hit this year was exactly the same song. And they pointed out, and they edited out in all of the references. They're like, ah, oh, 
it's about getting a girl to jump up in your truck. And it played all the claps. It was like, jump up in my truck. And it was like, she's wearing short shorts. And it's like, you got them short shorts on. And it's like, you're going to the water. All right, go to the water. You're looking at the star. It was like, and it, they played clips from every top 10 hit last year. And they were like, they were all the same. Why? Painted on jeans. Yeah. And so you're right. Our song wouldn't fit into that at all. So, you know, I, I wonder what to, would happen. To me, Taylor Swift is the Shania Twain of this generation. She's yeah. she's taking it and she's moving it, moving the, the dial a little bit. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems to me like the males in country get away with that bro country, you know, rock stuff. And then but when you look at Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood, who are really the only pretty successful other females in country right now, they're not doing that. They're doing what seems to be sort of like an angry girl country type subject matter, if you know what I mean. I'd agree with that because they have the song where they're together. I think that's their attempt of being like bro country, but it just all their it songs doesn't are kind of work. about being angry at men in some way. All their songs yeah. that get a lot of attention. And yeah, I feel like there's a big throwback to you know, especially with the with Miranda's group, the Pistolanis, to that outlaw country era of you know Johnny Cash and and Merle Haggard and all those guys like way back in the 50s and 60s, like Hank Williams Sr. and all that. Which I that's the kind of country that I love, that classic country, like the Grand Ole Opry style of country music. And I think they're bringing a lot of those themes back. Everyone used to make fun of country, like, oh, my dog's dead, my wife left me, and I'm like, you obviously haven't listened to country music in the past Mama. twenty. You haven't listened to country music in the past twenty or thirty years because now it's all about. I love my wife. I love my family. I'm never going to leave. I love my truck. I love life. And country became this like happy thing. And, and it lost that blues element that made it so great, you know, such a great part of American music. And so I, I think that angry female thing that it, that is coming back is is throwing it back to that, you know, Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn and stuff like that. I love Loretta Lynn. I mean, Murphy's 50, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> 50, I'm 59. I say I'm in my 50s. <laughs> I mean, him and Loretta Lynn dated, so. <laughs> and I was older than her. <laughs> She was young then. They don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Country fans have to know who Redlin is. Yeah, we yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of seems like, from what we were just saying, that maybe the real problem for Taylor is that she is the only one in her category. She's making music that's not like anybody else in the genre, and I feel like that's kind of why they just didn't know what to do with her anymore. Um, a l- the few country PDs that I talk to, program directors, radio stations, some of them still think that pop and country are two separate entities. Well, they're closer now than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And and they it, it just doesn't like that they, because they don't like the fact that the station right across the hall from them is playing their artists. Yeah, they mm-hmm. want Taylor Swift to be one thing or the other. Yeah, and she wants to do whatever she wants to do, and she wants to put out an album inspired by the sounds of the late '80s. That's what she wants to do, you know? I mean, look at Florida Georgia Line. They put out Cruise. It shot to the chart or top of the charts in the country world. Then they remixed it when it was dying in the country world, and it actually <laughs> put it on top 40. And we were able to, as a top 40 radio station, bring Cruise back in the country world to being number one again. Yeah. You know, it would be awesome if Taylor did that, if she took something like Shake It Off or something really poppy off this album and did a country version of it. You know, maybe just release it as a B-side or an iTunes session. Like, get your banjo, get your fiddle, get your stand-up bass player, go into a studio, record like a five-song EP of countrified versions of this stuff just for fun. You know, Put maybe Loretta even give it Lynn away. in it. She can be like the Nelly. Call Loretta. We don't know how much time she has left. Get her in there as soon as you can. <laughs> Go into, you know, some studio in Nashville and, you know, knock out a fun little single for people to to listen to. Not that it would be a hit, but it it would be interesting to hear. I don't think she'll do that for this album. You're probably right. In the Rolling Stone article, when I was a little surprised at this almost, but she said that when she finished the album and handed it in to Scott, the head of her record label, he said, can you please just give me like a couple country songs? And she was like, no, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> she's, yeah. she's a powerful enough artist she can say that stuff yeah on a country label she's still on a country record label let's not forget that oh yeah we know <laughs> so we know you're probably right about that then that, that this is such a concerted effort like the rolling stone article said it's like this is a sea change in her brand it's not just an artist going oh i want to experiment with pop they're like all right we have to come up with a game plan for it because she's so she's such a she's a brand she's such a a, a thing that it's like uh, it'd be like if Levi's wanted, you know, started saying, "Oh, we're gonna start making skirts." Yeah, which they do. I was trying to think of something oh. Levi's doesn't make. Like, oh, we're gonna make khakis. They... Oh, wait, they make khakis. I didn't know something that. Levi. Levi's like, we're gonna make, I don't know, socks. Whatever. They probably make those too. But you know what I mean. You know, she's a brand, and so when you're making a big change like this, you can't do it halfway, or else people are gonna still have the same complaints. Oh, is she country or is she pop? It's like, all right, you know what? This is my pop. Period. And just just write it out.
One of my favorite quotes from that article was when she said, if you're chasing two rabbits, you're going to lose both of them. I took note of that one, too. I did love that. I'll be honest. I didn't get past the cover. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great cover. It's uh, an excellent cover. It's a good cover. Yeah. (laughs) I think we all agree it's a great cover. (laughs) I think we agree in different reasons, but it's a great cover. And that's, I mean, that's a switch in her brand, too, you know, I mean, because she's always been, you know, she always been very modest in the way she displays herself. So I feel like that was a, you know, a very, you know, it was sexy for Taylor Swift. Very provocative for her, yeah. Yes, provocative is a better word, yeah. We also, on that cover, saw her wearing jeans, which we really never see. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. She always has, like, a sundress on or something very fashionable like that, or the shorts. I must say, the VMAs, whatever she was wearing, I did not like that. Really? Oh, yeah, the... That yeah. blue thing. Sorry, yeah. that's just my personal opinion. Honestly, I think the only thing I liked about the performance was her outfit. <laughs> no, no, no. I loved her performance outfit. I did not like oh, what she was her wearing. Oh, her red carpet. When she... I was like, yeah, that her... blue thing. Oh, yeah. We're still not sure what that was. <laughs> some say a leotard, some say a romper. <laughs> we'll never I mean, know. I liked what Katy Perry was wearing. <laughs> the Britney Spears throwback. I just had to throw Katy Perry's name in there somewhere uh... because of the article. <laughs> That's the big takeaway if you if you want to talk about the way radio's uh, reading this Rolling Stone article since we you know we uh, sort of segued into talking about that the big takeaway for us that, that we've been talking about is of course the fact that she hasn't dated in a year and a half since uh, breaking up with Harry Styles but more so who is a bad blood about that's the song title right yep right so we've moved on from you know uh, I forget what she I forget the other, the quote from the article about uh, oh uh, trying to figure out who she's dating as being a national pastime. Now our national pastime is trying to figure out who Bad Blood is about. And I think we've all pretty much decided it's about Katy Perry. And Katy Perry even sort of alluded to that in a tweet this week. You know what, though? I honestly think this is just my opinion. But I think these two are the biggest artists right now, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. I think they just sat down at a bar somewhere or somewhere and just was like, we should create a feud. I'll write a song about it. We'll tweet about it. We'll do this. It'll be genius. Crazier things have happened in the entertainment world. You know, even if you think people are like, oh, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift don't need that. Like you said, they're the biggest stars in the universe. That's why it's going to work. I think, that, yeah, I think they're toying with us. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, things like that do happen. And I wouldn't say that it, something like that Taylor would never do. But the way that it sort of went down. From the fans' perspective, the dancers on Taylor's tour, several of them, left very abruptly in the middle of the tour and went to Katy Perry, and I just don't think that that could have been planned. Now, you do know that those dancers first worked for Katy Perry. We know, but okay, <laughs> she didn't have them under contract. They were free Correct. to audition, and they signed up with Taylor, and I feel like they should have finished out that commitment. I'm not fighting. I'm just, saying, <laughs> just throwing out what I've read. That's part of our job is to find that conspiracy theory. Yeah, they were with Katie first. I just kind of feel like, though, you know, if you are willing to jump back and forth like that, they're with Katie now. But who's to say they wouldn't leave her for some other artist? You know, the way I look at this, the way I look at it is like, let's just use let's use football as an example. Alabama. OK, Dude, great team right now. Probably one of the best in the nation. They win a national championship. All the other teams come and steal all their other coaches. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And give them a chance. And the music industry is no different. When you're on top of your game, everybody's looking at you. People want the success that you're going to have. They're going to come and rip out your coaches, your assistant coaches, your players all from underneath you. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, look at look at NFL teams. I mean, when the Saints won the Super Bowl a few years back, half of their players ended up renegotiating or leaving. Yeah, th- and think of how few jobs there are for dancers like that. And to be like, oh, well, if I'm going to make more money here, you know, I, I got to think about my life. You know, how long is this gig going to last? How long is that gig going to last? And am I lucky to be where I am now or whatever? Yeah, so, but but that's the thing, you know, she probably could have found just as good dancers to hire. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no you know. shortage of dancers out there, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, we have a whole summer TV show about dancing. And that's where a lot of those dancers actually came from was, oh. what was it? So you think you can dance? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've got a billion freaking movies that are about dancing. Yes. Steal one of them. <laughs> Please. Maybe if they hire all those people away from the movie, they won't make another step up. Movie. Please. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that was upsetting, though, is probably a week, two weeks before Taylor invited all of those dancers to her house for a 4th of July party. And then in interviews, these dancers were saying, oh, Taylor just wasn't really accessible. Katie is so much more approachable and hangs out with us. Hmm. And I thought that was annoying. Yeah, that just isn't true. Maybe she didn't hang out with them every day, but she had them all in her house, took tons of pictures with them, and it looked like they were really close. See, now I've never met Taylor, so I can't say anything there, but I have met Katie. 
and she was a lot of fun. Now, I hope to meet Taylor now that she's on tour. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be that time for you. I know. <laughs> I'm going to buy a ring and get down on a knee, <laughs> especially after seeing the cover. Oh, yeah. Well, between now and the last time we talked to you guys, Steph finally met her. Oh, I did. Cool. Congrats. Where was that? It was actually at the live stream. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was incredibly lucky. I can't I still can't believe that I got to go hang out with her. So you got to you got to go to her apartment and stuff. Didn't she bring everybody to her apartment? Yeah, and we ate pizza and I hung out with her cats and her dad. That is absolutely incredible. That, that's amazing. How did this all come about? It was just through a contest. I submitted an essay explaining how much I love her and how I do the podcast and I've never met her. And I, I think I also said I've been a fan pretty much since day one. It's a lot easier to hand out your uh, restrict or what is it, the the restraining orders in person than it is to. <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. <laughs> no, I was gonna say you did. She, she's like, here, have some pizza and a restraining order. I was, I was gonna say, I guess that's why I didn't get an invite because I sent her my erotic fan fiction. Yeah. And I, <laughs> guess she didn't like it. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just kidding, by the way. But you should have won. You have a podcast oh, about yeah. her. That's totally We're awesome. We're all so excited that one of us got to go and that it was Steph because she's been trying to meet her for so many years. Yeah, it was really the best day. And she was so nice and just gave us merchandise and opened up awesome. her whole home to us. I know. I thought about I thought about that. I was like, you, you don't really know these people. I mean, you know their fans and stuff. But I was like, if I got invited to her house, I would be stealing things left and right. Like, I would stuff my pockets so full of whatever I could find. <laughs> like, and he wonders why he didn't win. <laughs> I was like, just imagine how much, like, a little coin tray that sits on her mail table that I could fit in my pocket would be worth. Like, not even, like, because it's Taylor Swift. like, oh, it's just made by Louis Vuitton or something. It would just be weird. They're like, hey, we're going to invite a 33-year-old man to come (laughs) eat pizza with us. I'm like, okay, there's something wrong there, Murph. Yeah. Hey, why is he uh, shoving things in his pockets? (laughs) What are you talking about? And then I'd run. I'd run past Jimmy the security guard. Did you get to meet Jimmy the security guard? No, I didn't, but I did recognize a lot of her bodyguards from the tabloids. Yeah, yeah, they're almost famous in their own right, and they have their own apartment right next door. Like, how sweet of a gig is that, I bet? I I should put on, like, 300 pounds and start working out and try to be... Because you get to live in, like, the sweetest neighborhood in... Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Did they live there in the apartment across the street? I guess that wasn't clear in the Rolling Stone article. Not it across the street, but across like the hall. They do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So how amazing is that? Because I, I bet she takes care. She bought the apartment, so she takes care of it. You get to live in, like, the nicest neighborhood in New York City and right across the hall from Taylor Swift in the same building or at least neighborhood as Steven Soderbergh and Orlando Bloom. Oh, my gosh. What a great gig that must be. See, Murphy's problem is he would just put on 300 pounds. Yeah. He wouldn't actually <laughs> work out, so it, it wouldn't work out very well. <laughs> I would love to meet Jimmy the security guard reading that Rolling Stone article. He gets a very little mention at the beginning there. And I, I just like a sense of humor where the, the, he has a moment with the the reporter where he's like, ah, you know, it's uh, some days are busier than others. I, I, I have my own Jimmy voice on my mind. Hey, some days are busier than others. Oh, the shoes. Don't get me started. You know, like kind of a very New York guy. I, I just want to meet Jimmy the security guard. Did you see the fish tank full of baseballs? That sounds a little so like something you might see on Hoarders. It didn't look like Hoarders, though. But, yeah, there were a lot of really old baseballs, and it was really cool. In a fish tank, yeah. I, I mean, it just yeah. sounds like if they were, like, I don't know, like, de- like decorating a movie set for a crazy person, that might be in there. <laughs> I just found that odd. Was it like, was funny to me because I don't even know that she's a baseball fan. I think she just likes old stuff. Yeah, and it, and it, and it looks kind of cool. Is it like a big fish tank? Like you walk into a Chinese restaurant and they got like lobsters and stuff in there, or is it like a small fish tank? I didn't. I guess I didn't. See uh it. you know, it, I don't exactly remember, but I think it was just like a regular size, like average rectangular aquarium. kind of fish tank. Yeah, I guess I, I have such a small place that if I told my wife like, "Hey, oh, you know what would look cool? Like an aquarium full of baseballs, and we'll put it like, where are we gonna put that? We don't have room for." It. I guess that I that's what I think. Should like, throw it out like the rest of your stuff. Yeah, all my stuff. <laughs> oh, you threw out my aquarium full of baseballs? Come on. Jeez. <laughs> you guys are going to edit a lot of this, aren't you? <laughs> we just sort of let you talk and see what happens. <laughs> she was like, this is a, we've been recording for 31 minutes now, but it's going to be a 10-minute podcast. <laughs> no. we, I, I can bring it back to movies, too, like our podcast. I heard that was good. Because Taylor actually kicked out an international treasure, Ian McKellen, onto the streets. Uh, when she bought this apartment from director Peter Jackson. I thought that was a really cool part of the interview where uh, Ian McKellen was just chilling at uh, this apartment that Peter Jackson owned, the director, of course, of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, 
And when Taylor wanted to look at the place, she really couldn't because Sir Ian McKellen was there. It was like, well, no, I'm using the place. And so uh, I guess it took a while for her to finally get the purchase made. And then, uh, yeah, I'm sure Ian McKellen has other places to go. Yeah, (laughs) but still. (laughs) Yeah, he's homeless. Sir Ian McKellen is homeless. He's not going to be buying 89. (laughs) Yeah, really. Taylor Swift has been an enemy in Gandalf, definitely. Yeah, that was an interesting part of the interview. I knew that Peter Jackson owned it previously, but I didn't know that Gandalf was staying in it. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It sounds like a pretty sweet zip code, honestly. Yeah, I mean, no wonder she's dating superstars. They all live in her building. Yeah, Orlando Bloom's single now. Yeah. He's in the neighborhood. Yeah, people have tried to hook them up before. Even Mm -hmm. Ed was trying to hook them up. Was he? That's really funny. Yeah, Ed said in an interview. What do you guys think of Ed Sheeran's new sound, by the way? Because this CD is nothing like his other one. I mean, it's got a lot of Pharrell uh, influence. Yeah, we're actually going to see him in concert in Nashville this Saturday. Really? That's that's awesome. I love Nashville. Nashville's a great oh, place. Yeah. But I yeah. really like his album. I didn't know what to expect. I loved Sing as soon as it first came out. I loved Don't. And then the whole rest of the album. I mean, there are a couple songs that aren't my favorite, but the overall sound I just really love. And I remember him saying, I think it was on his MTV documentary that he did right after it came out that when he was making it, at first, a lot of the songs were sounding the same to his last record. And Taylor really encouraged him to push it and keep going until he created something new. Now is don't, because it sounds like he's writing from experience with don't. And it talks about, like, he basically, we're the, we do the same thing, four cities, blah, 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 in one day. I, I just heard him talk about this on Howard, Swi- uh, Howard Swift. Howard, Howard Swift? <laughs> on uh, Howard Swift. It's this great new... Now, Howard Stern, he was on Howard Stern. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, supposedly, he, you know, that song's about one of the guys in One Direction that a lot of the people say is, is Niall, who I called Neil the first, like, 12 times that I saw his name. <laughs> Niall is not anyone's real name, but supposedly... A girl that Ed Sheeran was with also hooked up with Niall when they were staying in the same hotel. Ah. That is apparently the story that I, I don't know if he uh, did he actually mention Niall by name on on Howard Stern. I think it was like most like most Howard Stern interviews where he gets a scoop like that. It was Howard sort of putting words in someone else's mouth. Is that was that what happened? Yeah, exactly. The speculation, which I believe is true, is that the female subject of the song is Ellie Goulding. Right. Oh. Yeah. Someone texted that to us today, too, when I mentioned it. I forgot about that. So everybody's famous in that song. Yeah, a lot of people at first thought that was about Taylor, and he had to come out and say, no, the song is not at all about Taylor. Hmm. See, I thought that's what it was about. I'm like, they hung out for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't about her because they were still hanging out and still obviously on good terms, and I'm pretty sure he's probably not on good terms with whoever he wrote that song about. But I was going to say, isn't it funny, and I guess not that surprising, that, you know, people might wonder who his song is about, but it's talked about for a day or two, and then it's old news. Whereas with Taylor, people are talking about it and scrutinizing it for years, trying to figure out who any song is about. And to an extent, I think she likes that. I mean, she she complains a lot about how, you know, guessing who she's dating or whatever is a national pastime, but... Also, I mean that's part of that's part of it. She she puts the she writes these riddles. What are we supposed to do with them? You know, we're supposed to we, we want to figure them out. That's what you want to do with them. When riddle. you put a spotlight on your dating life, people are going to wonder. But I also think like for men, it's kind of expected. You know what I mean? To be a serial dater, I guess is what you're going to say. You don't really, especially in the country world, mm-hmm. hear a lot about who people. Like I couldn't tell you who Carrie Underwood dated before she got married. Right. You know, whereas with Taylor, it was like, okay, she dated this person, she dated this person, you dated this person, you dated this person. Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't, you know. So that's why I think her dating life became so intriguing to people. Mm-hmm. And plus, it was it was the majority of her songs she pulled from that part of her life and then she dropped clues here and there and in live shows as, as well and um you know if she never wants to give us the an- the answer to that riddle that's fine or any of the riddles that she writes but also you can't expect us to say oh okay i'm happy with not knowing who this true story is about and right. this goes back to what i was saying this is why i think she's a genius she writes these riddles doesn't give us the answer that's why i think her and katie made this whole thing up and it's all for fun <laughs> Because Taylor is a genius in she everything is. that she's done. And I agree with what Murphy said and how he, even in your, one of your last podcasts, he had mentioned this next one's going to be pop. I think she has lined this whole thing up, and I agree with what Murphy said she's going to do next. Well, I hope he's right, because I would love for the next album to be like that. 
Yeah, I would love to hear one that's like, just like totally raw and no, like not leaning on any sort of cliche or anything, just like just putting it all out there. You know, not having to fall back on any, you know, pop or or even country tropes. You know, just something that something you know just real and raw. But I could still see that working in a top forty world. I mean, look at some of the look at the um, Adele, a, a great big uh, yeah. Adele came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Ed Sheeran. We still play some of his like A Team and all that kind of stuff. But also. Mm-hmm. Um, a great big world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a, you know, top forty radio needs some of those slow songs from time to time. Mm-hmm. You can't be in a dance party twenty four seven. Is it bad that now that we know the release date of this album, I'm already worried about when the next one will be out? Like if it'll be out in two years or if she's going to take longer? Because that's always what I worry about. Oh no, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so at all. I mean, we we have the same feeling about uh, movies. You know, like when. Like, for instance, I can't wait for the Star Wars, like when the Star Wars movie was announced, I was like, oh, my gosh, well, what's what's the next one going to be like? And what about the one after that? And 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 uh, every time we see a Marvel movie, we're like, I want to see the next one right now. It's like, let that one let that one marinate. Let them have like some, let, you know, the, these movies are so good because they take time. You know, I, let them relax a little bit. Ever since Iron Man 3, I've been waiting for the Avengers just so I could see what Iron Man's going to do next. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we want to see Avengers 2 and 3 like, right now. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Hunger Games now. Yeah. And, and yeah. So you have, and- yeah, you haven't even heard the first note of any other song on the album, and, and you're like, what, what, what are you going to do next? Yeah, like we talked about it like first thing on this podcast. I guess going back a little bit, I'm also really excited to see what she releases or previews between now and October 27th. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure that's all planned out at this point. It, yeah, and see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Everything is calculated. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean... The, the whole Brad Paisley thing a couple of weeks ago, he was going to leak his album. <laughs> that was so oh, yeah. funny. That was all <laughs> planned out. None yeah. of that was real. I mean, because, and we know, and, and because we're told when certain songs are going to come out. And look, as long as Shake It Off is on the top of the charts, they're not going to bring another single right behind it to throw that right off. Yeah, there's no need. Yeah, when, when that one starts to, you know, to fade a little bit, then they'll, then they'll put another one out. And I'm, I'm sure it'll do just as well. Yeah, Yeah, usually she previews about three or four other songs besides the lead single, and she'll release them, not really to radio, but just on iTunes in the weeks leading up to the album. And I wonder if she's going to do the same thing that uh, some artists are doing right now. Google Play is offering CDs of like Demi Lovato for free right now. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, Yeah, there's like a couple others. I'm not going to mention the other name because (laughs) we've mentioned her enough on this podcast. Her album rhymes with Brism. Or Rism. (laughs) Or Rism. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I saw that. And, you know, I, I honestly thought about downloading that. And I was like, even though it's free, I still don't want it. I mean, I'm not bad mouthing her, but I'm like, I'd say the same thing about Demi Lovato. I'm like, oh, cool, free. And I'm like, eh, would I ever really listen to it? Probably not. I've, I think I've heard everything I need to. Not to mention, it would be funny for you, like, we're listening in your car and all of a sudden, I really don't care or whatever it yeah, yeah, yeah. pops up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see Taylor doing that because she makes a conscious effort to not even release her music to Spotify until it's been Mm. out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and those albums we're talking about have been out for a good long time. So any special, like I doubt she'll be the kind like Lady Gaga would be like, Oh, my album's 99 cents today. You know, I I think it's going to be full price. Like the day it comes out. Gaga God needs to like release a bunch of 89 (laughs) cent albums because she ain't doing much these days. Yeah. I was going to say she's the one that needs, and I liked her last album, not to make this a Gaga cast or anything, but I liked art pop more than anything she's ever done. I, I listen to Art Pop like in the car by myself. But, I thought that was a great album. But keep in mind, Murphy is a fan of Stranger Songs. You could say that. Yeah, I, I mean, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way, but you like, like you don't like half the songs we play on the station. I mean, Boom Clap you did, oh, which I, I was Boom really Clap. surprised yeah. you love Boom Clap. I know. Yeah, yeah most, yeah, most pop I'm not really into, but I listen to, you know, the, the, the indie rock, quote unquote, that I listen to is the same stuff everybody else likes, like Vampire Weekend yeah. or Ryan Adams or Interpol or whatever that, you know that that comes out so and we just lost the rest of your listeners <laughs> <laughs> it's not too crazy but no i, I it, like the the art pop sounded like the killers and bruce springsteen and anyway this isn't gaga cast we got them coming up next we're on with them <laughs> we're recording with them right after we're done with you guys we're here until three in the morning tonight doing podcasts we are oh my gosh <laughs> well did you guys hear about the marketing strategy that taylor is doing her um contest that's going to be going on no so, so i can eat pizza in her apartment <laughs> So one of the things she talked about during the live stream was how she knows that there are so many fans who she hasn't met who want to meet her. And she's always been someone who it's kind of hard to meet. So she's Me? having this con. Yeah, 
this is, she exactly had you in mind. This contest is 100% for you. So during the first week of the album, like the first week that it's out, anytime you buy a copy, it's going to come with the code. And then you'll go enter this code on whatever website, I guess her website. And it enters you in this sweepstakes where a certain number of people are going to win concert tickets. And then a whole bunch are also going to win tickets to meet her. Is this Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> it's basically what it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I should get a golden ticket. Somebody else did that recently, like the actual golden ticket thing. I forget who it was. Do you guys remember? No. I don't uh, remember. I guess I'm making this up. I, maybe I'm making <laughs> I remember somebody doing, the, like, the actual, like, it would, it would come with a physical thing. But that is cool. Although, I mean, this, a similar concept sort of bit Gaga on the butt when she was, like, you know, she was like, if you buy multiple copies of my album, you get to meet me somewhere, like fly somewhere and meet me. And people were like, what about, what if we can't afford like nine copies of your album or whatever? Well, and there's got to be loopholes around it because technically in like Mississippi, that's a lottery. Yeah, there must be, there must be some. There's, there's got to be a way that you can get the codes even without buying the CD. Because, no purchase necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That usually is a loophole. You're right. Yeah. But the other thing that she's doing, which I know is going to sell a lot of copies too, is... She's releasing these special Polaroid photo packs with each album. And there's, Steph, how many total different ones are there? Uh, five different sets. Yeah. Ooh. So people are going to buy at least five, at least big fans like us, until they mm-hmm. get all the different sets. So I think that will help her a lot, too. Well, I mean, you guys buy eight of them already. so <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's really not, not that much more. So we now have you... very, very high hopes and expectations for what the first week album sales are going to be. Oh my god! It's gonna if if they're anything like the singles, the 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 shake it off, the week that that song, the just the song had, it's gonna be incredible. I I have no doubt that she's you know gonna sell a million records. That she first did week. something with pizza last time when Red came out. Yeah, with Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's. Yeah, like because we got like eighteen pizzas delivered oh, to the I station. Yeah, that. yeah. We oh. tried to send you guys one, but it was yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I hope she, this ain't gonna work. I definitely hope she does that again because pizza is a sure thing. Like me getting invited to her apartment, that's definitely not gonna happen. Now that I admit it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal recklessly. Uh, but uh, but p- free pizza, I could eat that again or, or something. Like Mr. Murphy, put that stuff back down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. A, put that down. Put it down. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, you're okay. All right. I'll thanks. be across the hall. <laughs> I'll be across the hall watching the game if you need me. So she just had a bunch of pizzas sent to all the radio stations across the country? Yeah. Wow. I'm I not kidding. I, I think we had like, because I think each radio station got uh, four or something like that. So we had like plenty of, like, I mean, the country station had it. We had it and our top and our AC station, which is like old people. Mm-hmm. They, they, it all had, they, yeah, we all had pizzas delivered. Yeah, wow. she also had a big event, I think, in Nashville that was sponsored by Papa John's, where certain radio DJs, like from all different states, came to do like a sort of interview it's... circuit. That'd be fun. Yeah, some sort of like a junket or whatever, where you get to yeah. like walk in a room and. I want you guys to, to get invited to something like that. I want to be invited to something. <laughs> oh, if like we that. get invited to something like that, yeah, I'll be on your Swift cast the next day. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I would I'd be like, I would Taylor, we're going that. live right now. We're going we're gonna go live <laughs> on Swift cast. That would be fun. You know, speaking of like getting invited to her houses and stuff like this, I actually thought of this question a long time ago. And after the Rolling Stone article and and, and you, Ashley, getting to um, to go, oh, wait, not Ashley, Steph, getting to go to her her apartment. um, If she said, hey, uh, we should spend a weekend at like one of my places somewhere. Which one of Taylor's houses would you like to spend the weekend at? I, I think she probably still has a place she in has Nashville. A beach house, right? She's got the Rhode right. Island mansion, yeah. and she's got now this awesome New York apartment. So which, which one would you choose? And, and LA. LA, of course. How could I forget LA? You gotta have a place out there. I would go for the beach. It's gorgeous on the yeah. outside. I have other reasons why I'd go to the beach, but <laughs> Carson's the beach. What about you, Ashley? I'd also pick the Rhode Island house. It's just such a pretty town, and we've seen so many pictures from you know her on the beach and everything and i would really like to see that that's what i picked too i think everyone wants to spend the weekend at her rhode island estate because uh, i love new york city and i would love to spend a, a weekend in the nicest neighborhood of new york city but how could you pass up the beautiful rhode island the new england shoreline uh walking how- walking the widow's walk with a cup of coffee early in the morning when it's still kind of cool how uh. tall is she again Five eleven. She, i would have to be walking on top of the dunes though if we're gonna walk <laughs> on the beach together yeah. How tall are you? Five eight, five nine, maybe. 
I don't know. Am I? Wait, how tall are you, Murphy? I'm about six even. Okay, and I'm a little bit shorter than you. I'm maybe five ten. Possibly. I don't yeah. know. I haven't. I needed tape measure. It she wouldn't looked, be that much of a difference. Nah, you'd look okay. She looked really tall in that. I, I will say that's one thing that the VMA outfit did for her because it basically showed only her legs. She looked super. They looked super long in that VMA outfit. She looked super tall, uh, and she wasn't even next to Bruno Mars this time. <laughs> she looked tall next that's, to everybody. That's one of the best pictures. Oh yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Bruno Mars looks like three inches tall. Yeah. Like she's gonna put him. It, it, he looks like the Moon Man. Like. <laughs> All right, thank you. Oh, whoops! I picked up the wrong. Here we go. That's, thank you. Sorry, Bruno. I'll put <laughs> yeah. you back down. You know, I was surprised to see the Bruno Mars. You know, he has a production team, um, the Smeezingtons or something like that. I thought when I looked up 1989, uh, when I looked up Shake It Off, I was going to see their name on it, but it's actually Max Martin who worked on Red uh, because it's got that Bruno Mars retro, like nouveau retro sound to it with, with the horns and everything. I really thought I was going to see his name attached to it somewhere because he used to do a lot of producing before he became, uh, you know, his own name. But I, I like that sound. I like that retro sound. Oh, you know, I never thought of that, but that does make sense. It does kind of sound Bruno-ish. Mm-hmm. Which I was going to bring up. Uh, Max Martin has also worked with somebody who has a CD rhymed with <laughs> Rhythm <laughs> too. You know, it's funny them? you say that because as soon as I heard about Bad Blood, I said that I hope Max Martin and Shellback did produce that song. I think it would and be pretty funny. I do believe what I have read is that... Katie's last CD was not produced by Max Martin because he had an exclusivity with someone else. Hmm. And I hmm. could be wrong on that, but I do know that she did not work with him on the last CD because of a, a because of some other conflict. Hmm. So maybe there's more to this story. Dun dun dun. So, the, the layers. It's Swiftception. This should be That's a what it is. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one thing we know to expect for sure from this album, just from what Taylor has said, is that there are going to be a lot of Max Martin and Shellback songs. Oh, sure. I mean, the guy is is right up there with Dr. Luke as far as like just a hit machine. The guy, the guy knows pop radio. Oh, yeah. He's a genius. Yeah. He knows you can't. I mean, anything he produces, like you can't focus on anything else while it's on, you know. Yeah. And the other people we know she's worked with include Ryan Tedder of One Republic and Jack Antonoff of Fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Both musical geniuses. Yeah, that's really cool that, that Jack Antonoff worked on these songs. I love Fun's sound, and I think he has a lot to do with that. Um, so I'm excited to see what they came up with. I'd lo- And I'd like to see Pharrell and her do something. Mm-hmm. He's definitely you know hotter right now than maybe he's ever been, even back in the Neptunes days. You know? Yep. I was honestly, and I knew it was a long shot, but I was really hoping we'd get another Ed Sheeran song with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they work so well together. She hasn't I like said her, anything I, about it, so I'm guessing it didn't happen. I like her duets with other with other guys. You know, I liked um, Two is Better Than One. You know, I like when I like when she teams up with people like that. We're still hoping she's going to show up at his concert on Saturday. Oh yeah, oh definitely. You know, one thing I'm, I, that I haven't heard about that I'm glad that you know could, that she could have gone all the way with this pop thing is I, I haven't heard that there's any like guest rappers on any of these tracks. You know, uh, have you guys heard anything about that? No, we haven't okay. heard anything. I, I really hope there. I hope she didn't go that far into pop, you know, where she has to have like a, a Wiz Khalifa uh, <laughs> verse or something. You know, that would be awkward. Her and Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> you know, she's she's done the. She's you know she's she's played with rap before. You know, uh, I mean, you might as well put DMX in there too. <laughs> oh my, okay, that the only guy I would accept being on 1989 is DMX. I would love to hear that. <laughs> It'd be like shake it off, <laughs> but you know somebody like she, you know to, to get you know Jason Derulo or or Wiz Khalifa or, or Snoop or something on there it would be like nah yeah that 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 that'd be a step too far for me, I think. Well, we do know from Rolling Stone that she's a fan of Kendrick Lamar. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What about Pitbull? Oh no, <laughs> darling. Oh, God. <laughs> he darling. just shows up everywhere, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm here. It's me. Hey, I'm here too. It's me, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy and Pitbull together. I'm doing all the voices. <laughs> I'll, I'll start doing like the Jimmy, the security guard update on your show. Like, hey, J- where, oh, okay, J- Jimmy is patched in from New York City. Hey, well, let me tell you what's been going on this week. The shoes on this broad. Oh, my God. What am I going to do with all these shoes? You know what would actually be a funny SNL skit? It's just Pitbull. It, actually, and then Pitbull just saying, darling, darling, darling. And in little, in little words, like below, actually translating uh, what translating he's saying. Pitbull, yeah. 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 
Did you guys hear? It sounds like Taylor's probably going to be doing SNL again this year. Oh, I did. She has to. I, I didn't hear about that, but I mean, that that's the perfect venue for her. Uh, I loved her. Did you guys love her on Fallon? Yeah. Yes. It was, he was hilarious. Yeah. So and, funny. And I like how she, because most of them come on, they're like, eh. Yeah. But she took it like a different <laughs> standpoint to it. Yeah, very muted. Ew. Ew. Yeah, very fun. And when Jimmy Fallon screamed Pretty Little Liars in her face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was trying. He was really trying to get her to break character, but she didn't. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope I, was, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing her on there again. That'd be and, and, you know, it's a perfect venue for her when she's got that album coming out. Perfect. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Did you guys get to see The Giver? No, we didn't. I, I still haven't seen it. Um, Murphy has a baby. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. I can't even tell the last movie I saw, um, and uh, so I, I didn't get a chance to see it. But I did see the clip that they showed on on Fallon, which which judging by what you guys told me is maybe the bulk of how long she appears in the movie. Is that basically it? Uh yeah, that's pretty close to the bulk of it. Yeah, I mean, it, I'll be honest. This has been a bad movie year. I mean, Murphy and I's podcast is sinking. We lost all of our major <laughs> sponsors. No. We were just, we were actually just talking about it. How you know there, there's nothing out that people are going to see. It's the slowest box office in 17 years. Um, and you know it, a lot of our podcast that comes out probably around the same time as this one is is about that. We're like, why? You know that maybe people are getting sick of sequels, but they're also not going to see original stuff like The Giver, which is a movie that's been trying to be made for a decade maybe or or more, uh, or something like Edge of Tomorrow, which was an original concept that that bombed at the box office. And um, yeah, so we were just talking about why the the box office is so depressed not meaning sad but just you know and in the music world this year is that is the same way there hasn't been as many hits this year there's been hits but they're not the quality of hits that last yeah. year saw now i'm super glad that taylor swift put out something because she seemed you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. that's the fastest flying i've seen a single in a long time yeah it's almost like the 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 beyonce uh plan where it's like hey you know what i'm gonna put out an uh you know an album that like right before the the year ends Taylor Swift's like, you know what? I'm going to put out the song of the summer the last week of summer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give that to Iggy. We're going to move on now, and, you know, I'm going to become, yeah, the next big one. Yeah, yeah. What about her and Iggy Azalea? You know, I could see them doing something. I just want to see her do T-Swizzle. Uh, yeah, right. That's what, yeah, that's, that's what I, I was kind of alluding to. She when... could be like the slim, the T-Swizzle could be like the Slim Shady of Eminem. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like the, it's, or like the Sasha Fierce of Beyonce. Yes. It's, like the, it's like the Taylor Swift that Taylor Swift can't be because she's Taylor Swift. And then Taylor Swift fans, when they go to the concert, would love it because she could open up for herself. <laughs> yeah. We're going to bring T-Swizzle out. She's going to be the opening act. And then we've got Taylor Swift. Wow, that would be incredible. Exactly. But, but if she went like, to- if she like really sounded like Slim Shady, like she just like curses like a sailor, and, like, <laughs> it's just the vilest. Like, oh my god, let's! I'm taking my kid out of here. We're not even gonna stay for day. This is disgusting. It's like <laughs> I broke my shoe. <laughs> I would love to hear that. And then Jimmy, the security guard, comes out and drops a verse. Yeah. Which I'm not gonna do. Don't worry. <laughs> like, oh no, don't make, don't do it again. And then Pitbull comes out and goes, darling. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That definitely happens. This is gonna be a great. This is gonna be a great <laughs> concert. I'm going. Oh, I would go. I would go definitely. Well, on that, a similar note. So Taylor's performing at the iHeart Radio Festival in a couple weeks, and I'm going. And that's in Vegas. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna say boo because iHeart Radio is a competitor of ours. So boo. Yeah, we have to boo. Uh-huh. Boo. We'll, <laughs> we'll just call to. it the radio festival then. She's playing a radio fest. A yeah. festival. So pretty much all the major top 40 artists are going, and I'm really, really curious to see who she's going to collaborate with or if she does a collaboration. Vanilla mm-hmm. Ice. <laughs> just anytime somebody says collaborate, I'm, I just like... Yeah, and listen. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, when you said no, that... Iggy Azalea, that just made me think, because she's actually going to be there. Right. I don't see them two getting along. I mean, Taylor's nice to everybody, so let's face it, that, but... I just, I don't know. There's something weird about Iggy Azalea that I just can't pinpoint yet. I think it's that, you know, she has, Iggy Azalea has like a pop past that no one's really talking about. Like before being this rapper, they were trying to make her a pop star in the in the vein of, you know, a Selena Gomez or a, or a Demi Lovato or something like that. And then they were like, oh, we can make you this like, you know, street, more street. And, uh, and that all of a sudden popped. And so she's got this pop past that no one's really talking about. Oh, I didn't know that. That may be it. 
I think Taylor said she met Iggy at the VMAs in an elevator and they got along. Well, that's good because there's a lot of things going on in elevators right now. That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Nothing good. Well, I'm really hoping to maybe see her do something with Coldplay because they're on the same night. Oh, yeah. That would be good. Taylor's been a big fan of theirs for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Before we go, did you have any movie recommendations for the fall? I know you said the box office is kind of depressed right now, but Hunger anything Games. we should see? I mean, Hunger Games is going to be phenomenal, and it's just a little ways away. You've got... I mean, I'd still go see Guardians of the Galaxy if you haven't seen it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that is the last movie I've seen. Definitely if you haven't seen that, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but yeah, besides that, I'm, I, I look ahead every week to see if there's something that is, uh, you know, like popping that's going to get Oscar attention. Because right now we're in the, there's a doldrum. Like after the Oscars, we had a little bit of the, the, the doldrums of movie season and then summer blockbusters season picks up. And then when you get into late August and, and September, you hit another lull because nobody wants to bring out, because blockbuster season's over and no one wants to bring out their Oscar movie too early. You know, I, but I look ahead to November and December, and I'm like, what is going to be even nominated this year? Are they going to have enough movies? Uh, so I, I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm excited about The Hobbit again. Um, you know, Carson mm-hmm. and I always go see that uh, in December. Um, but besides that, yeah, I, I don't know. I've heard great, great things about Boyhood. It's three hours long, but it took 12 years to make. That's the one where, like, they wow. just filmed a little bit. Yeah, they filmed a little bit every year. And... Um, and so the everybody ages, but especially the little boy, everybody ages naturally. So they they filmed it over twelve years, and and it's a long movie, but but I hear it's totally worth it. It's got like uh, like a ninety nine percent freshness rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is unheard of. Well, it took twelve years because Taylor kept kicking the director out of their house. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, besides that, I don't know. I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna what's gonna be the big movie coming out later this year. The movie I just saw, which definitely was an Oscar worthy, but I still enjoyed it, was Let's Be Cops. That is doing phenomenal <laughs> box office. That they, has been in the top five every week. They just picked a really bad time to release that movie. Yeah, was it the same week as Yeah, same week as Ferguson. Oh, I didn't know I didn't even connected that. Yeah. Oh. Just a bad week to release that. I had not even connected it to, but I but I guess you're right. Yeah. Um but I, I love those actors. You know, we, we're big fans of New Girl, obviously. We've talked yeah. about that show on here before. And so, uh, yeah, I'm super psyched about watching that on, like, HBO a little bit later on. Because, uh, oh, you know what? Gone Girl. I'm excited about that. The, uh, oh, me the, too. Um, I love the yeah. book. Yeah, a lot of people love the um, the book. I haven't read it. Because uh, we don't read. Because when I found out there was a movie, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Annabelle I'm curious about, too, because I love The Conjuring. And so this is sort of a, a prequel telling the story that is at the beginning of The Conjuring. I'm not a big horror fan, so I'm going to be waiting to, to watch that at home. Because no one will judge me when I wet my pants. Um, what else? Oh, Fury, the Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf movie could be good because of Brad Pitt, not Shia LaBeouf. Um, yeah, and besides, oh, Interstellar, of course. How can we forget Interstellar? Yeah. The, the Christopher Nolan movie with Matthew McConaughey. That's going to be brilliant. Um, yeah, and maybe Dumb and Dumber 2. I, I got to see it. I mean, I grew up with the the first one so which by the way mm-hmm. i think on the vmas when jim carrey came out i i feel like half of the audience was like what we when we talk on your podcast like half the audience are like i don't know who they're talking about because they're old guys <laughs> oh yeah oh my <laughs> gosh are the vmas yeah yeah and then they gave an award to ariana grande who was one when that movie came yeah. out dumb and dumb she's like who are these uh, they I, look like my dad's friends yeah I mean, <laughs> I, I mean didn't you like date jenny mccarthy that's that's how i know you oh yeah hey, jenny mccarthy's ex-boyfriend yeah <laughs> nice to meet you well thanks for joining us guys um we'll definitely have to check out some of those movies and i'm sure we will want to have you back when the album comes out to talk about all of taylor's new songs or yeah. when we give you free stuff or when it leaks whichever and we comes just, first and we, and we ruin it and we I ruin it all she's for not you. denying <laughs> yeah <it's> yeah <laughs> well yeah we'll see if we get another box and <laughs> um yeah or, or when the album leaks and we'll just tell you all about it <laughs> so you don't have to listen to it no, we'll we won't have bullet. any spoiler alerts on here because we know that oh, a lot okay. of people do wait until it's actually out. Oh, okay, good to know. It would be weird. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> it'd be tough to spoil a song. All right, this one sounds like. <laughs> and then there's a guitar that goes. <laughs> and because it's pop, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's like a wicka wicka wicka. And uh, well, sorry, I just ruined it for you. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'd love to come back on, and, and we'd have, we'll have to have you on our show for maybe just no reason. Maybe just, just you know, we're our, our episode 100 is coming up. You guys, man, if you guys are, are senior citizens, we're almost dead because uh, we're <laughs> approaching episode 100. So we might have to have you back just as like a retrospective of people who have been on our show. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. That's awesome. We're going to have you, Just Us Geeks, and uh, whoever else. Yeah. Who else we had? Uh, there's Scott and Danny. We're going to yeah, have Yeah, we can get soon. them on, yeah, too. Eventually. So, cool. Do you guys want to do one more shameless plug? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that was good.com is where you can get all the info. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can tweet at us at I heard that was GD. Which stands That's for it? good, not God. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I heard that was GD. Right. All right. We couldn't put any more characters in the username, so. I had to cut them somewhere. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.